Well, howdy! This podcast is a proud member of the Podcon Go Network. Podcon Go. Family-friendly shows that are fun for everyone. Welcome to Elderberry Tales. Grab a chess set and set up the pieces. It's time for a story. Today's story is The Boy on the Porch, Part 3, by William Stair. All right, here it is, Part 3 of our three-part story. If you haven't listened to Parts 1 and 2 yet of The Boy on the Porch, I think you should go back and do that before you listen to this episode. It's much more fun that way. But if you've been waiting anxiously for Part 3, I won't delay any longer. Here it is. The next day was Wednesday, and we had our classes again. I hoped to see Kofi and play more chess, but there were other things going on. Then on Thursday, we had the Coho Explorers. My leg was fine again, and we went to the Burke Museum, which has many cool Indian exhibits. Friday was school again, and afterward, Mom called Douglas's for me. Mrs. Douglas said Kofi had a doctor's appointment in the morning and was just too tired. Maybe tomorrow. Meanwhile, Dad and I were playing chess every night after supper. He was beating me every time, but I was getting better. So Saturday came. Mrs. Douglas said Kofi was in bed, but that he wanted me to come over and I could stay for two hours. When I got to the house, I walked with Desmond and Mom, but they continued down the hill to a park with a playground Desmond liked. Mrs. Douglas took me to Kofi's bedroom, which was in the back of the house behind the kitchen. He was in bed all right, but the bed was covered with comic books. They were all different kinds of superhero comics. Superman, Spider-Man, Batman, and others. There were also some I'd never seen. The Black Panther, Luke Cage, Blade, and one called Auto Man, who wore a mechanical suit and looked like a Transformer. These are some of my comics. I thought we could read some of them today, said Kofi. But these might be too old for you, so I have this one too. He'd been hiding a comic under one of Batman, and he pulled it out and tossed it at me, Donald Duck? Hey, I yelled and tossed it back. I grabbed a Superman and stretched out along the bottom of Kofi's bed, careful not to press on his feet. We read the books and shared favorite parts with each other. Then it was time to go. Armando, before you go, I want to show you something, he said. I could tell he was serious about it. See this comic? He held up the one called Auto Man. Yeah. My dad created it. He drew Auto Man and came up with the stories. He worked for a big comic company, drawing out other people's ideas. But he wanted to draw his own. He had the same disease I have. And he wanted a superhero who could overcome that disease. That's Auto Man. His bones are weak but his robot skeleton 
built from parts of automobiles gives him super strength so he can fight crime, just like the others. Wow, I said. That's really great. But how come he isn't famous like Superman or Batman? That's a good question, but I don't have a good answer, he replied. I'm tired now. When I go to the doctor for treatments, it really knocks me out. See ya. The next day was Sunday, the start of another new week. I was busy for several days, but then got to visit Kofi and play more chess, read comics, watch TV, and so on. He was in a good mood, but more and more, we were in his bedroom instead of on the porch or in the kitchen. It was getting harder for him to use his wheelchair. I also saw that he used the tube to his nose more and more. He said it was oxygen. Oxygen is the gas in the air that we need to live. People who are sick sometimes need extra oxygen, which comes in a green bottle or from a machine. Kofi had both. Then one day, Mom said we would have a big surprise after Coho Explorers. Sure enough, when we got home, there was a big shiny bus in the driveway. It was the Silver Streak. Papo and Grammy had arrived. They always bring very fancy presents, and this time was the same. So many new Lego sets, Transformers, and other stuff. New books, too. We got to stay up extra late, went to see all kinds of cool stuff, and even rode in the Silver Streak. I played chess with Papo, who was amazed at how good I was. And I told Grammy and Papo all about my new friend. We even drove to a state park on the Olympic Peninsula. This is a part of the state of Washington that sticks out in the Pacific Ocean and is surrounded by water on three sides. There are mountains on it so high they have snow on them. It was an exciting time. But after 10 days, they packed up the Silver Streak and headed for Alaska, driving through Canada. You might want to look up the long trip from Vermont to Washington to Alaska on a map or globe. Wow. Things were getting back to normal at home when I asked Mom if we could go to the Magic Library. I had read one of the books Papo and Grammy bought and wanted to put it in the little library and see Kofi. She said she would call Mrs. Douglas. I asked her again after supper, and she looked at me in a funny way. I remembered the time that happened before. Army, let's go sit on the couch. We went into the living room and sat down. Trooper followed us and curled up on one end. I did call Kofi's mother, and she said that while we were busy with Papo and Grammy, he got weaker and weaker. He will see his doctor tomorrow, and hopefully she'll know more after that. So can I go see him? No, not until after the doctor visit. However, she said she would tell Kofi, and maybe he would call you tonight before bed. He's very short of breath and can't talk long, but you can talk to him. About 8 p.m., Mom's phone rang, and it was Kofi. She gave me the phone and I talked for a long time about what we had done while Grammy and Papa were here, including all about our trip to the ocean and camping where we could hear the waves. His voice was very weak, 
but he said it sounded great and he wished he could see it. Then his mom came on and said it was very sweet of me to talk to him, but he needed to sleep. The next day was school. When I got home, I asked mom if she'd heard anything about Kofi, but she hadn't. Then, as we were getting ready for supper, the phone rang. Mom talked for a bit and then hung up. I asked who it was, but I already knew. That was Kofi's mom, Armando. Kofi is in the hospital. His doctor decided he needed to be there for treatment. Can we go see him? Not yet. Maybe in a couple of days? Is he going to die? I don't know, hon. If there was ever a time that I hoped Mom's detective superpower could see hidden clues and find a good future, this was it. But she couldn't. Three more days passed, and then we got a call from Kofi. He was still in the hospital, but he talked to me for a while. I wanted to visit him, but hospital rules wouldn't let me. So Mom and I made up a bunch of stuff. Some new superhero comics from the store, some banana nut bread we had frozen, and some other stuff I thought he'd like. I put in a get well card that I drew, and we all signed. Mom took it to the hospital. When she got back, I met her at the door and asked how Kofi was. She didn't say anything, but I could see her eyes were wet and teary. A terrible, cold feeling went through me, and I tried to run, but she grabbed my arm and hugged me tight. We both cried, sitting on the floor by the open front door, with Trooper flopped down beside us. Later, she told me that Kofi's heart had simply stopped just after he called me. His mom was with him. I did get to go to the funeral. There were only a few people there, and afterward, we went over to the Douglas house for something to eat and to look at some pictures. There were some of Kofi's father holding Kofi when he was a baby. His father looked thin and had tired eyes but a big smile. He was not in Kofi's older pictures. Mrs. Douglas said she was sending Kofi back to Atlanta so he could be buried next to his father and that she would sell the house and move back there too. After a while, nobody had anything more to say, so we got ready to go. Armando, Mrs. Douglas said as we were about to leave, Kofi had something he wanted to give you. Open it when you get home. She gave me a box wrapped in brown paper and tied in string. When we got home, I went to my room and closed the door. Mom said she would keep Desmond busy with a game so I could be alone. I opened the package, and inside was a familiar box. I opened it, and inside were the carved animal pieces that made up Kofi's chess set and a folded piece of paper. I unfolded it. It was a picture from the Automan comic that his father had drawn. It was a copy of the page where Automan is being helped by his pal Lawrence, who designed and built Automan's robot suit. But instead of the comic faces, he had cut out our faces from a picture his mom had taken and pasted them on the page 
Below was written in red marker, Me and My Friend. Reading this story to you today made me feel sad. I feel sad for the people in the story. This isn't a true story. We don't have a friend named Kofi who died. But when I read it, I can imagine it being true. And that makes me sad. But that's okay. I'm not afraid of being sad. Being sad isn't a good feeling. But it's just one of the feelings we have sometimes. As we live, we meet people. We meet new neighbors. We meet friends. New people are born into our families. And we love them. But then sometimes, we are separated from them. People move away, or people die, before we're ready to say goodbye. And that is very sad. But it's just a part of being alive. I'm glad that Armando got to keep the chess set in the story. Every time he plays chess, he'll be able to remember his friend Kofi. And I hope that will make him smile. We can be sad, but also happy at the same time. Thanks for listening to Elderberry Tales. I'll see you next week.